0: Hey, Special Educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, All are welcome in the Special Educators resource room. Hey, Special Educators, it's Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to episode 55. This is the first episode of 2024. Are you setting new goals for the new year? I feel like everywhere I'm looking, I'm seeing talk about resolutions and goal setting. I used to be a big goal setter. I would have that list out and I just got excited about January 1st. Now I more have some guiding principles, things that I keep in mind all the time, regardless of what the calendar says. I'd like to think that it really works well, but I'll have to get back to you. One thing I have seen around, and you probably have seen it too, is choosing one word to guide you throughout the year. So it might be the word that you use as a filter as you're making decisions. For example, the word, growth. If that is your word of the year, maybe you will be prompted to seek out professional development opportunities or check out new strategies that you can use in the classroom. If you chose your one little word to be patience, that could remind you to slow down and take a moment to understand students you're working with or those around you. Or maybe your word is joy, and that might prompt you to find and create moments of happiness in your daily routine. I want to talk about a word. That I'm choosing for this year. I feel like I choose this all the time, but now I'm declaring it. It's the word for 2024. In this episode, I'm going to share my word and how it can be used just in case you want to borrow it. My word for 2024 is accessibility. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or reading the blog over the years, you may think, wasn't this your word last year? Or maybe the year before that, and it's true. I use this word all the time and it really is a guiding principle when making decisions. It definitely simplifies things. Here's a few examples. Number one, differentiation. Accessibility means recognizing and respecting each student's learning needs and preferences and tailoring instruction accordingly. This is very helpful if you ever fall victim to shiny object syndrome. Do you know what that is? Maybe you're scrolling Instagram and you're seeing all of these ideas and you're feeling a sense of pressure that you should be providing that same level of instruction and energy in the classroom. If you're using this word accessibility, that can really help you filter out some of that noise because you do know what your students need and you are making those right decisions. You can let go of that pressure because you know that your instruction is accessible based on what your students need. I think this approach of using accessibility as a filter as you're scrolling by is so much easier than applying willpower or discipline and say, well, I guess I have to stay off social media completely because I'm not going to use any of those things and I don't want to feel that pressure. No, instead you can view it as entertainment and you can scroll and look at all the colors and look at all these ideas, but you know that you're doing what's right for your students. Another area that we can apply this word is looking at the classroom environment. Of course, you did this at the beginning of the school year, making sure everything was as accessible as possible, but now you can go back and reassess. Now that some months have gone by, you've gotten to know your students, we know our students change so quickly, you can look through the lens of accessibility around your classroom, making sure it's as welcoming and supportive as possible for every student. One more way is looking at your communication strategies. We know how important communication is, whether it is between students and teachers, other staff members, families, and caregivers. How can you make communication as accessible as possible? How can we make sure everyone feels understood and heard, including yourself? As a podcast host and special education content creator, I'm also going to be using the word accessibility as a filter, although it looks a little bit different in this framework. For each podcast episode, I want to focus on practical, accessible strategies that you could implement right away. I also include quick anecdotes and insights that I'm hoping makes it more relatable. Same thing with my blog post. I'm writing a lot of blog information, but I share it out in various ways. Maybe it's an infographic that you can look at. Maybe the podcast episode is embedded so that you can have a choice of listening or reading, whatever is going to make that information more accessible. When I think about my signature bundle, the Special Educators Resource Room and the Task Box Dollar Club membership, all of those resources, when you look at them, look very similar to each other. And that's on purpose. I want it to be really accessible to both you and to your students. I don't want you to be spending time teaching the direct over and over again to your students. I want them to be able to recognize the format that they see repeated in all of these task boxes or hands-on resources. That way they can just get to work on the skill, on the content. It's very accessible. Same thing with the IEP data tracking forms. When you look at it all together, things look very similar and that's on purpose. I think of it as purchasing a planner. When you flip the pages and you're going from week to week or month to month, there's some uniform look to it. It looks very similar. Your eyes are not going all over the place saying like, where's Monday? Where's Friday? Or where am I gonna write my notes? No, it follows a format. And that's the same thing I try to do with all my resources. That's to increase the accessibility. I wanted to share this with you so that you could learn how I approach things, and you may want to consider this as you're choosing resources to put in front of your students. Do your students benefit with resources with a lot of borders that help them stay focused? And what about clip art graphics? Is that engaging or is it too busy? How accessible are the materials that you use? How are your systems? Do you feel like it's easy to find everything or do you always feel like you're scrambling? Your role is already so full. There's so many things on your plate. You don't need any more distractions. Okay, enough about the word that I've chosen to guide through the new year. What are you going to use? Are you also going to use accessibility or are you still searching? Here's a few more ideas that you may consider. I'll put these all into a blog post so that you can see the entire list and I'll put the blog link in the show notes. Ready? Number one, empathy. Oh, How amazing would it be if everybody chose this as their word to guide them through 2024? What difference could we all make? Number two, innovation. I love that. Imagine if you took every decision that you're making on the daily from lesson planning, supporting students, communication, preparing for a meeting, and you ran it through the filter of innovation. Imagine all of the ideas that you come up with. Number three resilience. Oh, I wish this for all of us. Being able to recover quickly from difficulties and imagine you're modeling this and you're instilling this quality in your students as well. Number four, advocacy. I know that you're already doing this. Imagine every single decision we make is coming through a filter of advocacy. Number five, collaboration. How do you feel about that one? That would be actually a tougher one for me. I tend to put my head down and just work real hard and bust through things. I do remember I need to emphasize teamwork and partnership. So this would be a great one for me to use. How about you? Number six, flexibility. Does that even need to be a word for the year? I feel like we're already doing this every single day. All right, one more. This one's a great one, mindfulness being present and fully engaged with those around us, whether it's in the classroom with students, with support staff, or at home. Mindfulness, oh, I just can't imagine what a better year we would all have if we had that filter in our mind every single day. Well, this episode went a little bit woo-woo. If that is not your thing, no worries. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program next week with lots of special education tips for you. In the meantime, the blog post link is in the show notes. Hop on over so you can check out these words and maybe you're gonna use accessibility or maybe you're gonna choose something brand new. You'll have to let me know. Leave me a comment so I can cheer you on. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.